This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hany Balkis, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world and in the UAE. It is Monday. December, what's December? It's December 14th. Yes, indeed. I got my days a little bit mixed up because yesterday I was excited for something. A meteor shower happened right here in the UAE and it went from 10 p.m. all the way to 3 a.m. And Omni and I did uh, kind of see some snippets on Instagram about it. Yes, indeed. And we're going to be telling you all the details about how beautiful this shower was. But coming up on Future Talk as well, Apple is making headlines because their iPhone is coming out with a notifications bug. For those of you who have downloaded the iOS 14, if you have not been receiving notifications about your brand new SMSs, don't worry, you're not alone. And we're going to tell you exactly why and how to fix it. Yes, indeed. And if you're familiar with the name The Zodiac Killer, You will know the Zodiac Killer was a killer back in the 1970s. He terrorized San Francisco Bay Area and he always used to send kind of encrypted messages to the San Francisco uh, newspaper. And no one ever kind of uh, cracked the code. But until today, the Zodiac 340 cipher has been cracked by experts 51 years later. And ladies and gentlemen, it was done by using AI and technology. Yes, indeed. But in the world of applications, lots is happening as well because Google has added more augmented reality animals to its mobile search. So now you can teach your children by simply doing a quick Google search and having them see the the animal in real life. Yes, indeed. And also scientists have developed a smartphone red saliva testing method to detect COVID-19. Now, I'm very excited to talk about this one because the easier we can detect COVID-19, the faster and quicker we can get back to normal. We have a packed show in store for all of you, so keep Pulse 95 locked and we'll be right back. But Omnia, I'm feeling a little bit of a fever. Really? Yes. (laughs) Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world. Right here in the UAE, we had a sky show yesterday because a meteor shower was witnessed in the skies of the UAE. And uh, it was definitely a lengthy one. It took place from 10 p.m. up until about 3 a.m. But it definitely was a true delight for all those who went ahead and saw it. Yes, indeed. As many as 120 meteors fell in the hour, which did happen on Sunday, December 3rd. And it was it has perfect weather. There was no moonlight interference on in, in the sky and uh, you could see everything perfectly. And a lot of people did take it to Instagram to kind of showcase the meteor shower. And it was a sight worth seeing. And if you didn't watch the meteor shower, I'm upset for you because it was honestly amazing. But uh, the, the Gemini does occur every year from about December 4th to 16th. And it does peak the night of December 13th, which was yesterday, last night, into the morning of December 14th. And this is where the showers are maximum or when the time where most meteors do fall per hour. Yes, indeed. Now, the peak of the Geminides is considered to be one of the most prolific meteor showers of the year. And as you've mentioned, Hani, it tends to peak uh, on the 13th of December, which happened to be yesterday. But a lot of people actually went ahead and decided to group up 
while still maintaining social distancing to witness the beautiful show that was uh, visible across the entire sky. The weather, as you've mentioned, was definitely helping. It was one of the most perfect weathers uh, right here in the UAE. And this shower is actually not only visible right here in the UAE, but also globally. So across the entire globe, except for Antarctica, we get 24 hours of sunlight per day where we can go ahead and witness uh, this amazing show. And for those of you who are wondering, where can you go ahead and watch such meteor showers? Well, the Dubai Astronomy Group is definitely one place to go. But we also have uh, the Sharjah Astronomy and Space Center that is also organizing mm-hmm. different events for you to be able to witness it. And actually, the Maleha Archaeological Center right here in Sharjah did organize an event, a paid event, for observing the meteor shower at different camps, at different locations in Maleha and in Sharjah. I didn't go in, I didn't go there. I decided to go with my friends all the way to the desert. We kind of uh, we did do social distancing though. We were three yeah. in a car. <laughs> we did uh, go sand duning and we went all the way inside the desert. Uh, we kind of uh, laid down the mats and we laid down and watched the meteor showers did fall. But uh, let us know your guys' thoughts. Four two one five. Let's look if you did see any kind of uh, suspicious activity per se in the night sky last night. And I do believe that we might be seeing up towards uh, December sixteenth. Some meteor showers, but not as much as there was last night. But let's go and talk about iPhone and how it's making headlines once again. And we're talking about iOS 14. Now, iOS 14, there has been a lot of bugs going around iOS 14. First of all, the battery. A lot of people Mm. have been complaining about the battery. But now we're looking at a new bug where people have been kind of not getting text notes text message notifications. Yes, indeed. And this is definitely very disturbing for all those who are especially waiting for their COVID-19 test results because sadly, lately, the new iOS 14 has not been notifying users whenever they are receiving an SMS text message, which at the end causes people to constantly have to check on their messages if they've received anything new. But if you're struggling with this, don't worry, you're not the only one. Sadly, one of one of those people is me, but I'm sure a lot of people have been struggling with the same exact issue. And last month, uh, a lot of websites that tend to track the issues with the iOS 14, but also the brand new features that they're offering has tracked that more specifically the new iPhones, the iPhone 12, 12 Pro, 12 Pro Max, they have been struggling with this issue more than any other type of phone, but also anyone with the iOS 14 it has been definitely facing such an issue. And a lot of people have been complaining that this is, that doesn't always happen, which, yeah. which, which is most annoying that you might think the problem is fixed but indeed it is it's not fixed and uh just like omnia said a couple of websites that do track apple's trends and apple's rumors and apple's updates are saying that this is a problem with ios 14 and not the phone now we do know when you do change software you when you do upgrade or in general when any new operating system does come into hand uh there's we're going to see a lot of problems but Apple is quick for the fix, and they, they are making a hot fix. And as a public beta tester, I did get iOS 14.3 open beta. Mm. So that means they're trying to fix it. They're trying to test it out on my phone to see whether or not <laughs> it's good for your phone. Well, Han is definitely taking the bullet for all of us right now. But a lot of people have been trying to do some temporary fixes to try and uh, limit the issue. Some, some people have been turning off their messages on their MacBook Pros, hoping that this will fix the issue. Others have resorted to deleting and re-adding contacts. 
maybe this would help the issue. All of those are temporary fixes that so far have been helping people. However, the issue may as well return. So don't be surprised if it does. Many people are also noticing that they get notifications if they completely force close the messages app every time after sending a text. And I actually, Hani, found out that if you're constantly turning off or closing the apps, that actually drains your battery much more than keeping mm-hmm. them open the whole time. Yes. So it may drain your battery, but at least your messages app would work again. 100% now. Well, a couple of people actually did. There was rumors. And again, when you do have rumors, there's always someone to myth bust it. And a lot of people have been busting that myth that if you close the apps, it does save your battery life. When in retrospect, it doesn't do anything and actually puts more load on the phone yeah. trying to close that application. Let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215. Have you been facing an issue where you haven't been getting text message notifications? Or go to our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the Zodiac Killer and how his encrypted message has been decrypted 51 years later. You're listening to Pulse95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse95. Ladies and gentlemen, today we're talking about someone who hasn't kind of made headlines in a while, but is infamous for his terrorization of the San Francisco Bay Area back in the 1960s. We're talking about the Zodiac Killer. And for those of you who aren't familiar, a quick rundown is that he is a a, a person that killed, I believe, five people back in the 1960s, and he was never caught for his crimes. And he used to send kind of encrypted messages to the San Francisco Post, and uh, no one could ever solve the mystery. But 51 years later, the Zodiac Killer cipher has been solved by amateur codebreakers using AI and technology. Yes, indeed. More than 50 years after the so-called Zodiac Killer first began terrorizing the streets of Northern California, a code-breaking team that is composed of, as you've mentioned, Hani, a trio of code-breakers, a software developer in Virginia, a Belgian computer programmer, and an Australian mathematician. They were able to finally decode the cipher, and they were able to reveal the message that he had sent out in all capital letters without any punctuation and he was not the best at spelling let's just say that his message spelled out i hope you're having lots of fun in trying to catch me that was not me on the tv show which brings up a point about me i'm not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise all the sooner because i now have enough slaves to work for me where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise so they are afraid of death I'm not afraid because I know that my new life will be an easy one in paradise, Steph. Yes, Cindy. And the TV show the message refers to is the is the Jim Dunbar show, which is a Bay Area television talk show. Now, the cipher was sent two weeks after a person claiming to be the Zodiac Killer called onto the show. Mm. Now, I've watched a lot of documentaries about the Zodiac Killer. I've watched a lot of documentaries and mu- uh, movies regarding uh, the cipher and trying to crack the code and how hard it was for people to crack it. I mean, just goes to show 51 years later, it has been cracked using technology. So by the way, ladies and gentlemen, the killer was never caught until this day. They (laughs) don't know who it was. Now, the Zodiac killer is most known for leaving a trail of five unsolved murder cases between 1968 and 1969. He was never caught, but he did gain notoriety by writing letters to police and local media up until 1974, sometimes in code, boasting of the crimes that he has made. And some people even made a long shot and said 
that even after 1974, he did have some murders but never claimed that they were his, just to kind of mess around with the police and with the public. But uh, bl bloody bits of clothing were included with his letters mm. as proof of his actions, and he claims he killed as many as 37 people. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is not a joke. It is not a joke. And the FBI actually confirmed that they were aware of the cipher and that it had been solved by private citizens. However, the case will remain an ongoing investigation just as a form of respect for all the lives that were lost due to his killings. Now, the Zodiac Killer, as you've mentioned, Hani, he has terrorized multiple communities over the years. And even though decades have gone by, they're still trying to seek justice for all those victims uh, of these brutal crimes. So who knows? what is going to happen in the future and if they'll be able to decipher any more codes that he has come up with. I do hope that he does. They do uh, kind of decipher the codes. Now, if you haven't watched uh, Zodiac 2007, mm -hmm. it is a movie and I loved it a lot. And it kind of did show that they were maybe on the verge of catching the killer, but there was not a lot, a lot of evidence. Now, this killer is so popular and it's so popular in, in, in modern culture that there has been more than 10 movies about the Zodiac wow. Killer. He has been referenced in movies and TV shows and books and in documentaries as well. So when they are comparing a kind of, a, I, I believe when people are studying psychology, they kind of compare his psychological uh, brain to whatever they're studying because he was, he, 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 he was I believe he was a schizophrenic as well. So his mind was, was not like anything that any professional has ever seen before. And that's... They haven't caught. They haven't caught him. Yeah, and, and he's that as well. He's also unapologetic. I mean, yes. he was boasting with his killings with all of his codes. So yes. you can definitely go ahead and get a sneak peek into what was going into his mind. I do believe you should check it out on Netflix, ladies and gentlemen. It is a, a documentary or movie worth watching. Let us know your guys' thoughts four two one five thoughts or on our Instagram at Pulse ninety five Radio. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we're coming back, we're going to be talking about something a little bit much nicer and Google and how they're adding more AR animals to mobile search. And most of them look pretty cute. Keep us 95 locked because we're going to be right back. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? It's crazy how much education has advanced over the past 10 years because back in the day, whenever you want to explain to a child what a certain animal would look like, you'd take them to the zoo, you'd buy them books, you'd show them pictures of what the animal looks like. And as time went on, we started depending heavily on Google. So whenever you want to find what a certain animal looks like, you just simply Google it. But what if I, what if I told you that now you could teach your child what an animal looks like by simply taking a picture of them next to this animal in augmented reality life. <laughs> yes, indeed, using AR. Now, Google has added more AR animals to the mobile search, and most of them, just like Omnia said, are pretty cute. Now, I have used this feature around a year ago when it was first launched, but when it was first launched, it didn't have that such of a wide variety as they were testing it. But somewhere in my phone, ladies and gentlemen, I have a picture <laughs> of my dad standing right next to to a tiger yes you heard that correct right next to a tiger obviously it was an ar tiger now google has added more than 50 new ar real ar animals but which 
it did add to its search, which can be either cute or in the case of a giant cat in the photo that Omni and I just did look at before the break. Now, it is a bit kind of uh, concerning about how big that small little <laughs> cat is. But of course, it's possible that you can find a giant kitty or even a giant uh, a giraffe as well. So the possibilities are endless. And they are en- are endless when you're using augmented reality. Yes, indeed. And just like you mentioned, Hani, 15 new animals were added and they're all 3D. You can access them very simply by going to your Google search and looking up live view of animals. So you can go ahead and meet a life-size giraffe, a life-size tiger, hippo, cow, you name it. You will go ahead and find it. And the best part about it is that they're even adding breeds of the same animal. So you can find different breeds of dogs, different breeds of cats, and teach your child about the differences between each and every single one of them. Now, Omnia, when we talk about animals, we always know what they sound like. Yeah. But what does a giraffe sound like? That is a good question. That's a great That's question. That's a great question. I never in my life kind of figured out or knew what, what a, giraffe, a giraffe sounds like. Do you think like, because it kind of looks like a, a, a big horse. It looks like a big horse. It looks like a big horse. It looks horse. like a giraffe. It's, it is a giraffe. It is a giraffe. But, I mean, they kind of have the same features. So the question that comes to mind is, do they sound like horses? I mean, zebras, they sound like horses. Donkeys, they sound, sound like, like donkeys. Horse. Yeah, they mm-hmm. all have the same type of wavelength when it comes to the tone of voice. But when it comes to giraffes, I don't think anyone knows what a giraffe sounds like unless someone has seen them in person. I don't think they make any sound, any distinct sound. Maybe they have like, sound. <laughs> That's a horse. No, I mean, that's a horse. Maybe it's like blah, blah, blah. Uh, may, something around that. I mean, we do know what bears sound like, cows sound like, yeah. even hippos. Hippos are loud and wild, but never a giraffe. So that comes to another question: mm. Why doesn't Google put sound? I was just going to implement it into the search. I mean, with augmented reality, I mean, we we do use all of our senses, and all of our senses are important when it does come to AR. So why not implement sound with it? So when you like touch or rub on the on, on the animal, it has a nice little cute or even scary sound just like a lion. Like we know what a lion sounds like, but I'm not going to, you know what I am. <laughs> oh my you know, God. You know, something around that. So, uh, I mean, that question does come to mind. And it would definitely be a nice addition to Google because a lot of children have been depending on it as a new form or tool of studying, especially with distance learning becoming implemented more and more often. But speaking of these 3D animals, they're not a new addition to Google. They've started adding them sometime mid-2019. But as the months went by, they've added more animals. They've increased how realistic they look. But they've also allowed you to either take pictures with them, have them sitting on your couch, on your sofa, on your bed, you name it. But now you can even check out 3D versions of prehistoric animals. So dinosaurs, animals that no longer exist, they're still preserved within Google's augmented reality. And you can go as far as even having historical artifacts being seen right in front of you. So let's talk about a prehistoric, for example, <laughs> hammer or a, a dagger as well. Yeah. So uh, we're seeing that Google is coming out and we know that Google is one of the big or top dogs in the tech industry. And this just goes to show how far technology has become. I mean, if we're talking about five years ago, five years ago, ladies and gentlemen, was 2015. <laughs> if we're talking about five years ago, to have something in the palm of your hand that can imitate or have augmented reality, something that you can only look at a zoo, which just puts more things into question. In 10 years time, where our zoo is going to be abolished, or the only time we want to look at animals is we're going to put on VR headset, which will be a household name, and everyone (laughs) will have a VR headset, and anytime they want to do something or experience something new, they put on that VR headset, 
with headphones, with everything. And, and they're they out go, of this world. <laughs> and they're out of this world or somewhere else in this world. And uh, it, I just, I'm amazed by what technology has become and where we're going with it. Me too. And for those of you who don't know how to go ahead and check out this feature, all you'll have to do is basically search for the name of the specific animal on the Google application or even on Google Chrome. And you can find the AR card in the results. So once you go ahead and click on it, it would typically say meet a life-sized animal and it would have the animal name up close. You would go ahead and click on it. Then click on view in 3D and that will basically open up your camera and put that 3D animal in your environment. So you can go ahead, mm -hmm. snap pictures of it, uh, even have your child take a picture right next to it. And this or way... Or even have your dad, just quite, like me. <laughs> yes, if you scroll through Hani's camera roll, you'd find a picture of his dad with a tiger. Um, so, <laughs> so you can go ahead and check it out yourself. But also, it'll be a great memory for your child to keep forever. So nowadays, you don't have to take them to a zoo to create memories with animals, all you'll have to do is whip up your phone. Yes, indeed. Let's know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. Would you use this AR to show your kid, child, or even brother, sister, any younger child, what it means when you tell them about a lion, <laughs> a dinosaur, or anything else? 4215, do it. We're taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking about COVID-19, because unfortunately, we're still in this pandemic, and how a smartphone uh, can kind of detect saliva Early stages of COVID-19. Keep Pulse 95 locked because I'm gonna be we're going to be right back. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. Oh boy, oh boy, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about COVID-19 once again. Would it be a future talk show? without talking about new technology on detecting the novel coronavirus COVID-19. Well, we're going to be talking about how scientists have developed a smartphone-read saliva testing method to detect the early stages of COVID-19. Now, before we get into this, I am very excited to talk about it because the easier and quicker we detect COVID-19, the faster our lives go back to normal. But scientists have developed a portable saliva-based smartphone testing platform for COVID-19 which, do, which they do claim can provide results within 15 minutes. The best part about this new feature is that it is just as accurate as a PCR test. Now, for those of you who uh, are, you know, well adapted with the DPI, the PCR, the saliva testing kits that have been uh, slowly being developed, we all know that the PCR is by far the most accurate since with DPI tests, it would just tell if there's a virus in your body, but not necessarily what type of virus it is. So with this new approach that scientists are currently working on, what they're doing is basically pairing your smartphone with a fluorescence microscope readout device. This device can go ahead and detect and determine the quantity of the virus in a saliva sample. So in the study, the researchers actually uh, were testing out the device on 12 people who were infected with the novel coronavirus and six people who were not. And they were testing out whether the system would be as accurate as the PCR or not. Yes. Now, while most COVID-19 tests do currently require swabbing the upper part of the throat behind the nose, which do require medical professionals in full protective gear to collect samples before running tests and then going and putting it into a laboratory. There's a lot of work going around and then you're going to need a 24 to 48 hour period until you get your results. Well, this does kind of reduce the time, number one, We're going from 24 to 48 hours all the way to 15 minutes. And 
Ladies and gentlemen, you won't need all those resources and people in full hazmat suits uh, kind of <laughs> testing you. All you need is a kind of little bit of saliva. I do think you lick the, the, the thing. Yeah, so they basically will have the patient put uh, a single-use plastic lab chip into his or her mouth, and the saliva on the chip uh, goes ahead and becomes tested. So the device would automatically transmit the test results to a doctor's office through a customized application. So mm-hmm. immediately from your uh, saliva that's mm-hmm. on the chip, to the laboratory. Now, this is very important because this isn't just like Omni said, like a DPI. This is as accurate as the PCR test, which we know is the most accurate and the most reliable source when it does come to detecting COVID-19. And these scientists and researchers do say, and they guarantee this will even detect earlier stages of COVID-19. So we're looking at a full-blown operation where COVID-19 is grabbed by the neck. Quite literally. And the best part about it is that, A, it's cheap to use. You're no longer going to have to pay for those tests. But also... the and perf- you don't have to put things in your nose anymore. <laughs> it's very I, uncomfortable. I, th- I think the worst thing, on, other than the anxiety waiting for your test, yeah. is having that thing put into your nose. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. I, I, I thought I was bad when it comes to... Uh, to pain to, tolerance? To, not pain tolerance, to taking it. Mm. Right, but I've seen a lot of people grab uh, grab the, the person's hand. It's some so people, hard not to. Some I people have start to, like, coughing and crying. Yeah, your tear, your eyes would tear up. So what I do, Omnia, yeah. I, ha- I have this trick. The that, technique. A technique that my friend taught me all the way back in high school. Okay. When you're expecting pain, mm. okay, focus your pain somewhere else. Oh, so you so, pinch yourself. So, or... so Omnia, I have a mark right here on my hand that's mm. been here since I was 19 years old. Ever since I got my first root canal, okay? okay. So when I would be feeling pain in my mouth, You'd I would pinch, pinch I would pinch it here and focus all the pain where I'm being pinched to forget about the actual pain. And because of that, Omnia, I have a mark that will never go away because I think I've killed the blood cells or, or, or the skin cells or whatever. It's red. It's red. Man. And I have this place in my hand for every time I experience pain. pain. I experience pain. So you'll see me in the PCR testing center. Right? Pinching on his wrist. Not pinching on my wrist now because the wrist kind of it feels numb now. Oh, God. So I, I'll do my thigh. Oh, my I'll God. I'll do my thigh. I'll take a big chunk of meat. Big chunk, and I'll just press on it. So I think last time I took the PCR test, the lady doing the was like, "Are you okay, sir?" I'm like, "Just do it, do it, do it." And I was grabbing, I was pulling onto my 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 leg to forget about the pain. It's not kind of pain when it comes to PCR. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. But it's so uncomfortable. I tried to focus and give myself physical pain somewhere else. Ladies, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it works for me. So uh, I don't recommend doing it on a visible <laughs> place because if you can see Omnia, it's oh, red yeah. right it here. It is bright red. It's always going to be red there for the rest of my life. So uh, don't do it. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I use it all the time. It, it works for me. If it works, it works. I mean, whatever takes the pain away. But uh, it's definitely a great tip. And a lot of people have been talking about, even though it's a little bit uncomfortable, I think the pain afterwards is what's annoying, how your yeah, nose... Yeah, it, fe- it feels like you just uh, start smelling new smells. Yeah. It <laughs> opens the airways, you know. I was like... I smell things. And one sinus is always more open than the other. Yeah, actually, actually, Omni, you know what? Speaking about things being open, your nose, it kind of, it kind of, uh, it takes shifts. Like the left nostril will be working for four hours and then the right, it's actually scientifically proven. No way. That it does happen. They don't work both at the same time. Okay, that explains why always one nostril feels clearer than the other. Yeah, sometimes you'll have a little bit of both of them working. Like right now. 
right? We're, We're just smelling things like. right now, sniffing things. <laughs> but I mean, I hate the feeling after that COVID-19 test. It is, I think, the feeling after and the wait for the results have got to be the worst. But now, as new technology is being released with tests only right. taking 15 minutes. You just have to lick platforms now. Quite literally. Yeah. And I can't wait for that. Yeah, Can't wait for no longer taking PCR tests. Hopefully, a, a vaccine is out by then. Hopefully, and all you have to do is lick onto a piece of, I chip. think it's glass. It's yeah. a job. It's a glass chip. Let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do it slot, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. Do you want, Some people enjoy taking PCRs. Do you enjoy taking a PCR no. test? Or would you rather opt for an, a DPI? Or would you take the saliva-based uh, test? 4215, do it or on Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. But it's time for us to jump in our spaceship and go all the way to space. But we're going to leave you with Omar Ad-Duri, the halftime show, the only place to be at 3. It's a very special show. The halftime show is hitting the 200-episode mark. So make sure you tune in. He's bringing you all that you need to know about what's happening in the sports industry, physical fitness, as well as emotional health. We'll see you next time. Stay blessed, stay safe, and take care. Yes, but Omnia. It's always good to get along. <laughs> you know that? Yeah, I know. Because we're going to be playing Get Along by KK Mitchell. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.